All Way with Brittany A. Johnson is a podcast where we learn all the ways we ourselves trip and stumble and get in our own way and what we can do to get out of it. Stay tuned. today's episode. So today I want to talk about sabotage and relationships and what happens when we don't speak up when we need to and all the things that go into again how sabotage impacts our relationships. But before then I must be honest and talk about the fact that I have not been on to talk to you guys in quite a while. So so much has been happening in life that I did not do what I needed to do to make sure that I carved out time each week to come bring a podcast episode. So I want to first apologize for my absence because I did say this was going to be a weekly podcast. But if you noticed in the intro, I went ahead and took that part out because life has taught me these last few weeks that I may not be able to drop a new episode every week and I don't want to promise something that I can't keep. So please accept my apology and please continue to listen and share this podcast out. But again, for today's message, I want to talk about sabotage in relationships. So many of us know people or we ourselves are people who met someone when we were younger and you just knew you were going to be with that person for forever, right? So you knew that this guy or girl you were dating in high school was the one And no matter what anybody else said, you guys were going to be together forever and just have this dreamy life. And then, of course, like life happens, that was really not your person and it ended, right? So the relationship ended and you went your way, they went theirs, and you were left like, dang, what's going to happen next? And then, like many, you met someone else and so on and so on. And so that cycle can continue and probably for many of us has continued throughout life until we did meet that person and we did go ahead and get married. So you're married and life is going on and life is progressing and then you wake up one day and realize that you're just not happy. And as you start reflecting on why you're not happy, so many things can come up. But one of the things that I wanna talk about today is this aspect that comes up for many people and it is this idea that we have just grown apart. Or we've grown and and as we've gotten older, we found out that we like or love different things and our partners just no longer fit that world. So that is a common thing that happens. And I'm not a relationship expert or relationship therapist. I have done some couples work and I do see couples um, every so often in my practice. But I am that is not my forte. That is not what I'm what I market myself as an expert on. So I'm going to talk about the part that I do have experience in, the part that I do do a lot of work with women is that there are women who can come into my office and they really are having a hard time with the fact that they wake up one day and years have passed and they do not like the lives that they have. They don't like their marriages. They don't like the way that they've raised their children. They don't like the uh, friendships that they have. They don't like their careers. They're just genuinely unhappy and they feel stuck and they're unsure of why. So as we process through therapy and we talk about some of the common reasons that people are unhappy, one of the number one things that comes up is 
people often don't feel comfortable or confident or courageous enough to let their partner know that things have changed for them and they're ready for more or they want more. And in a lot of ways, there's the saying and, and there's truth to the way you introduce yourself to someone, the way you start the relationship is how it will continue to go until the end. And so I can remember as a little kid getting the message really loud and clear that you don't want to start any relationship out of a lie because it will typically end in a lie. And, and that can be anything, big lies, little lies, just lies in general. You also don't want to, under that same scope, think about it in terms of you don't want to enter a relationship with the lie that you are, let's say, for example, low maintenance. And this is one that I'm just going to go ahead and tell you is a huge thing that happens to women because we get this message that men like women that are low key, low maintenance, don't need a lot of attention, don't need a lot of material things, don't need flowers every Friday, don't need candies, don't need dates, right? So there's this message that many women get that if you want to be chosen, which is a whole other topic that we can go into another day, but for the sake of this, if you want to be chosen, if you want to be in a relationship with someone that you have to present yourself as being not needy because somehow having needs is wrong. And it's, a, again, a message that we get as young people, young adults, and it shows up in many ways. So the most common way I see it show up in my office and in people's lives that I interact with is this idea that I started this relationship with my partner that I was low maintenance, that I didn't need flowers, I didn't need dates, I didn't need candy, that all I needed was a nice cover and a and, or a blanket, however you want to label it, and the couch and a good movie at home. And that's all I needed. Well, then years pass and you realize that you actually, that was not true. But now you're stuck in this situation where that's the way you have to continue to exist because your partner feels bombarded when you come and say like, hey, actually, I want more. Actually, I do want those dates. I do want to go out. I do want to do more. And so many women show up and they're like, but I can't say that to my partner. I can't say that to the, the man or woman that I have chosen to be with because they're not ready for that. They're not willing to accept that. And so through the therapy process, we work on other things, but ultimately I, I challenge them to have the conversation with their partner to see, are you, can you adapt to what I need now? Because as I've grown, as I've changed, I've realized that I do want more. I realize that I do deserve more. And that is a huge thing because think about it in this these terms. And this is not just about romantic relationships, if we're being honest. This happens in our friendships as well. We enter a friendship under a certain circumstance and we think that we have to stay there and do that for life. So think about that. So you enter this relationship as this low maintenance, not needing much type of a person. And then because you finally start understanding that your life does matter, you do bring value, you want something different. Because again, that is a huge thing for people. Many of us, especially if you are a person that enters a relationship with this mindset that you need to be low maintenance or that you are low maintenance, typically it comes from a stance of somewhere along the lines and along the years, you got the message planted and watered and it grew that you were not deserving of more, that all you deserved, all you were allowed to have, all that you could get 
was the bare basics of being kind of in the house and, and not needing much. Now, I do want to make sure I put this caveat here that there are some women that that is true because maybe they had childhoods or young adult lives that were busy and full of running and going and traveling and now they are ready to just be settled at home. There's nothing wrong with being a type of person that wants to be at home or that wants to have low-key, you know, dates or what what have you. This is for the people who entered a relationship with the with the belief system that they were not deserving and the belief system that they were less than in some kind of way and are now faced with having to let the person that they love know that actually they do want more. Actually, they do need more. Actually, they deserve more. So I mentioned earlier that a lot of times I'm working with women in my practice that this is going on. So I'm going to give you a couple of things that I do with them to help them start to uncover what they actually do deserve, what they actually do want, so that you yourself can go through and do that as well. And if you need to make some changes in your relationship, you will have the skills and tools to do so. So thing number one is to sit down with yourself and really dig in and see where did this start for me? What is it inside of me that says, I don't need more, I shouldn't want more, that I need to be satisfied with just this? So sit with yourself on that because that's thing number one that you're going to want to do. You're going to really want to get clear with yourself on where this thing is staying at and living inside of you because the part two of that is to actually go there in your mind and have a conversation with that part of yourself that says, hey, we know that that's how we started this thing and we know that that's how we entered into our relationships because at the time we started the relationship, this is how we were feeling about ourselves. And again, this is not just about romantic. This can be about friendships because I've noticed with people in friendships that many friendships end over the years and they often end because people didn't have time or take the time really to sit down and talk about what the friendship needed as it grew. We have this idea that your ride or die loyal people will adapt regardless, but we don't really give time and talk about that that's just not true. Everybody as we progress in life needs and wants more over time. Therefore, we have to do and give more to reach those goals for each other. And more importantly, we all deserve to be happy and whole and have peace. It's really not true to think that there that you don't deserve that or that you can't have that in your life. And this is not about a material thing or monetary thing. This is literally about being able to wake up and just have this sense of peace that is there. This sense of fullness that is there from being able to look at yourself in the mirror and say, you know what, we are living the life that we want. We are we we have all of the things that we need and want and we are good. And even if you don't have all of your wants met, living stop, you know, no longer living on the basis of we only meet needs. Because that's something and I will be honest, that is a message that I got as a kid is that we focus on the needs and we get wants every so often. And so as an adult, I had that same mindset that as long as my needs were met, that was all that mattered. I didn't need to worry about once because that wasn't a real thing. But I'm here to tell you that that is not true. I'm giving you permission to dream and dream about having your needs and wants met. Now that might mean that to get your wants met, you're gonna have to do some extra work and, and do some things different, but just at least being able to dream and know that that is possible. 
So I've given you number one, which is identify where it is inside of you that that is coming from. So like I just said for myself, this came from when I was little and for whatever reason, that was the way that my mother operated. We got our needs and we got some wants, but the wants did not outweigh the needs. So that's where I know it came from for me. So then thing two is to go and have a conversation with that part of yourself to, to have and say like, you know what? Yes, that's how we used to do it. But here are here's where we are as an adult. And this is why we can go and do some things different now, because as an adult, we don't have to have that same mindset. Now, again, I keep saying again and keep giving caveats because I want to make sure that people know that you don't have to do any of this. This is just giving you permission. If you've ever been like me and had times where you were sitting there and just daydreaming about living a different way, but then being instantly crippled with fear that you were not allowed to go say and do that because that's not how you introduce yourself to people. That's not how you started a relationship with people. So that's one and two, right? So find out where it started. Part two or step two is to go have a conversation with it. So then step three is to start thinking about how you actually do want it to be and where you want to start making changes in yourself for these relationships. Now, small story here is that Sometimes when you make changes for yourself, other people around you may not even know that you're doing it because nothing about your interaction with them actually changes. It's all a mindset for you. So earlier this year, many of you all know that I had surgery. And so after surgery, I had convinced myself that because I had introduced myself to the world as a person who can take whatever, who can roll with the punches, who could who was strong and mighty and and didn't need times off, right? I had that Kevin Gates mindset, I don't get tired, right? So I had introduced myself as that way. And when I had surgery and needed additional time to recover, which is allowed and was actually recommended, but again, because I had it planted in me that that's not how I operated, I didn't want to take the time. And so I found myself having this internal conflict where I was literally laying in my bed in pain, but trying to force myself to get up and go back to work weeks sooner than my doctor even wanted me to. Simply because I was Kevin Gates for the moment. I don't get tired. But in reality, I was tired. And it was bringing forth in this idea that I didn't introduce myself that way to people. So now I'm going to look like a fraud. And if you have read my book, you know, there's a lot of talk in there about being a fraud and imposter syndrome and So all of these things start to kind of work together and circulate in your mind. And so I had to have a conversation with myself in that moment that says, hey, look, self, it's okay that we that you introduced yourself that way. You are allowed and actually encouraged to grow. And so with growth, you reintroduce yourself or you just say like, hey, here's another layer to me. And that was really more for more so for myself than it was anyone else around me. Because when I actually told the people that needed to know, like, hey, I'm going to take a little bit more time to recover, everyone around was like, oh, we figured that. We don't know why you thought it was going to be different, but we we were prepared for it already. And I had to just laugh and chuckle because a lot of times people around you that care about you, they're waiting for you to step into your new. They're waiting for you to say, hey, I want something different, but they don't want to force that on you because, again, no one wants to kind of come out and be like, Hey, I noticed you're not living up to your standards. Are you okay? Like no one says that to you. And so they were waiting on me. 
And so that's what I did. That was step three. I figured out what I needed it to, to be now, where I wanted it to be. And then step four was to start slowly with doing it. So I actually sat down while I was in those moments and wrote out the list of people that I felt like I would need to have conversations with about this new version of myself that I wanted to roll out. You may not have to do that. And in actuality, I wrote the list, but I didn't even have to use the list once I finished writing it and going into the next few steps. Because as you'll see when we get through with this, you, you likely won't need to do that. But for purposes of, of helping our minds clear out and check off the boxes that need to be checked off, I made a list. And next to each person's name on the list, I wrote down why I thought I needed to have a conversation with them about what I wanted to do going forward in my life. And while I know that sounds crazy in itself, and it actually is crazy in itself to think about, like, why in the world do I feel like I need to justify myself to some people who ultimately don't live in my house, they don't live in my world, but that's just what our brains do when you're in this process, because that's just how many of us were raised. So I wrote down the list of who I thought I would need to talk to. So that was my step four. And then for step five, I really sat and looked at the list of like, do I really have to actually say something out loud to these people? Or can I just move in a different way and see what happens? So that's your step five is to do that. Really sit and ask yourself, do I actually need to have a conversation with these people? Or do I need to do something different or just move differently? And so out of the, everybody I had on my list, the only person that I felt or people that I felt needed to, I needed to have that conversation with were the people that I had listed as my top importance people. And I'm not going to name them because privacy and it's my, you know, that's my right. But if you have people in your life that are your top priorities or what I call your rated R people, so those are the people that know everything, that, that help you make decisions then you might want to have a conversation with them. So I decided that that was the only people I needed to have a conversation with. And so then step six was actually crafting the conversation I wanted to have and really asking myself, how much do I need to justify or do for this thing to happen the way I needed or wanted to? And in reality, when it all came down to it, I didn't have to do much. Because again, these people have already proven that they are a part of my tribe that they are my circle, that they are my people. And so I didn't have to do much with them other than say, hey, y'all, here's where I'm at. This is what I've noticed about myself. This is what I've learned over these last few weeks, months, years, however long it's taken you. And this is what I want to go do now going forward. And everyone in my world was on board. And in fact, many of the people in my world was like, we've been waiting. We have been patiently waiting for you to let us know that that's what you wanted. And that's what you were trying to do. We've been trying to figure out why you hadn't done it sooner. It doesn't always work out that, that way. I've had people, and even in my own life, I've had situations where I've had conversations with people. And after I let them know what I needed, they were able to tell me that they didn't like what I was doing and didn't want to be a part of it. Um, and so we made a decision to, to mutually part ways. It's a sad day when that happens. And you definitely grieve the loss of that relationship. But at the end of it, I have to be able to be true to me because that's what's important. So in these relationships, you have to be able to be true to you and don't let sabotage show up. And if you need a super clear reason on like how sabotage does it, think of it this way. 
If you feel like you're entering a relationship and you need to downplay yourself in any way for the relationship to work, that's not a relationship for you. And that is sabotage. Because nothing in life says we need to downplay or live a different life in order for people to like and accept us. That's all I've got for you all. Let me know what you think. Have a good one.